All right, welcome into uh, trial run number five. I'm your host Mondo here with uh, my co-host Chris Brown, and we're gonna talk a little sports today. Get a little crazy, have a good old time. How you doing, Chris? Get a little crazy. I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. I don't know about crazy, but I'm chilling. All right, we won't get crazy. We'll get chilling. And that's usually what I do off of wine. That's my normal mood. It's just kind of like laid back, chill, sleepy. What are you drinking? Sleep? No, no, not sleepy. We're not sleepy tonight. We got energy tonight. <laughs> Kona Brewing Longboard. It's delicious. Longboard, yeah. It's the red cap one. Yeah, I love. Definitely a big fan. I love that one. That's top tier. Mm-hmm. I should have filled up my glass. God Come damn it. Go ahead. You want to pause? You want to sure. pause so I can fill up my glass? And we're back with a full glass of, uh, oh shit, what's it called? It's called like Washington's Top Box or something like that. I, I got to tell you though, man. What? What were you I, gonna say, Monday? I I was gonna say I hope you have some Franzia because that just reminds me of college slap no, in the bag and no, shit. No, 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 no. It's it's a little bit classier of box wine. It's definitely not Franzia. It's um, yeah, it's like Washington's top box or something like that. And it's I got the red blend. I pour it in these. I think it's a a pint uh, Stella Artois glasses. I fill it up basically like it's a beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just crush it but dude these things are like it's four bottles of wine in a ba- in a box for 16 dollars. you can't beat that that's, that's a bargain bad. do you go with your because i'm not really a wine drinker but i like my beer cold do you go boxed wine in the fridge or do you have it left out on the counter no it's room temp it's got its own spot on the counter you got like a little wine counter spot it's no, I mean yes, but no. You can like, be. It, it has its spot, but it's. It, you can be basic, man. It's, it's not all a right. Spot built for it. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it basic. I'm just. I've been re- eating real clean this month. Starting a new, new beginning for for crispy, crispy eating, and uh, the only alcohol I'm drinking is is wine, and that's partly because LeBron does it, and if LeBron does it and he can go out and win NBA championships, then, I mean, it's good enough for me. Can't be too bad for you, right? So it's your, uh, you're getting that like high athlete premium alcohol. <laughs> exactly. That's your, yeah, that's yeah. your diet throwing, base. No, yeah, it's not like I'm not crushing bush lights or. Hell yeah, man. That sounds Kona sick. long boards, anything oh, like that. Oh, don't just, be talking about the Konas. Those are good. <laughs> there's something about wine where it's more like wholesome. Your IQ increases by like 20 points when you drink a glass of wine. Exactly. As shown in my picks this week, kind of. Oh, man. I guess that's a good segment. Not so into, much in basketball, uh, though. Into uh, last week's football picks. Brown, you went 3-2. and two. I went 2-3. and three. My fade didn't really work to plan, but we're still in the hunt. I'm 10-10. and 10. You're 13-7. and seven. And speaking of the NBA Finals, congratulations to the Lakers. I hate you, but... If there was ever a season for the Lakers to win the title, I think this was it. So can't really argue with it too much. They they looked better than everybody else, so justified. Um, Lakers in six, exactly as I said. I mean, when you're right, you're right. Yeah, you did call that one. You know, every blind squirrel finds his nut. Uh, and you got that one. You, you actually hit that one on the money, too. Mm-hmm somehow that I honestly just pure luck but you know take them when you can get them right I didn't even put any bets on that but that would have been a good payout <laughs> were you able to pick on your book like did you even look where it was you could say like Lakers in six or you know whatever the result would have been 
Yeah, you can do exact results for series. So they start it when the series begins. So before game one, you have to lock it in um, with the exact pick. And you can do whoever in however many games. And usually the payouts are anywhere from 300 to 1200 just depending. But um, Yeah, I was going to say, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean... But the payouts are pretty nice. It's good, but for me, how often am I really going to pick any of those right? And now that I just picked the Lakers right, if I try and go in and bet, like, say, the World Series exact uh, price... I'll be completely wrong, and I probably won't get another one right for, like, years. So that ship sailed. Nice gambling for you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good payout, though, and they're definitely fun because, I mean, like we were saying a couple episodes back where, you know, you make your prediction for the series, and then you kind of win your money going through the series, taking game to game. But mostly that that payout isn't really – you're not you're not really – that's just kind of the cherry on top, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Right. Where if you do hit it, it's it's bonus books. Mm-hmm. It's a low bet and a high payout. Um, I did exactly. I did have that heat money line for the game five, and I didn't do anything in game six just because I didn't really know how it was gonna go, and it was over by halftime. So kind of glad that I uh, just sat on that one. Um, anticlimactic final game Definitely. for a really good series, in my opinion. I feel like the Heat. I mean, it, it's really hard to say because they looked good for quite a bit of the series, but they were just so banged up with Drogic and Bam getting hurt. It was just hard, hard for them to recover, and Jimmy did what Jimmy does. I mean, he played good in several games and, you know, toe-to-toe with LeBron. He his ass not, off. It, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was a fun NBA season. I'm ready to have fans back, though, and get back to normal, hopefully, next season. But I think all in all, the NBA did a good job, and it was a good product to watch on TV. Um, and the games are competitive. They, so They did a super good job. I'm going to miss the bubble. Honestly, that's the most NBA I've watched in a long time. Maybe ever. Like I was, I was pretty invested in most of the series in the bubble. I mean, maybe there's a couple first-round series that I didn't really care about. But other than that, I mean, it was we were, we were kind of spoiled. It was like a good, especially once, uh, once the NFL started. It was a good, like, midweek. We had something every single night for a long time. Like, high-stakes games, playoff games every night, and then NFL on the weekends. And it's like, when are you ever going to get that again? Um, it was a pretty rare circumstance, obviously. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, it was fun. Yeah, we and got a I'm, little bit of carryover now with baseball. Left, I've been, that's true. That's true. We still do have baseball. I just, I don't know. Baseball's kind of failed to, failed to grab me so far this year i think it's probably because i have been watching so much basketball and there's only so much you can watch you know when there's game literally games of every sport going on every night it's it's tough to pick but baseball just hasn't hasn't really grabbed me yet but that might have to be be my new midweek whatever you want to call it yeah i've been i've been watching the playoffs here over the last week they've been interesting really good rays yankees game five glad the rays won Part of me is really hoping the Astros beat the Rays and the Dodgers beat the Braves. I know I picked the Braves to go to the World Series, but I just really like that storyline. I think it would be a really exciting series to have the Astros and and the Dodgers. I would assume there would be at least one time where benches get cleared, a lot of of hostility, and that's going to draw a lot of eyes now with no basketball. So that's kind of what I'm hoping. I I do like the Braves a lot. I think they're good, but I just like that better of 
the Astros and the Dodgers. But I was watching game two of the Rays Astros series and it was a pretty good game. They've all been good in the series, but very first inning and there's two outs and one runner on and Altuve makes a throwing error and literally the very next batter and that was with two outs hits a home run. And I, I was just thinking like about back to like our playing days and how it was always just like play hard and um, all the time you never know what's going to bite you in the ass like that and you don't ever take anything off. You throw the ball hard all the way across the diamond every single time, yada, yada, yada. And it just like the baseball gods struck Altuve down there with his lazy ass throw to second and or to first base, sorry. And um, it's just funny how that shit creeps up and sure enough the game ended up being a two-run game so go figure right (laughs) yeah no kidding i saw something come across the bottom line when i was watching monday night football last night actually and it said that 75 percent of the rays runs scored in the playoffs have been off the homer Mm -hmm. i know they've had a lot of home runs and they've been playing really good defense and pitching really well that's crazy they haven't had dude they they're Seriously, I didn't realize how good they were at defense until I sat down and watched a couple games. They're, they still have Kiermaier? Yeah, and this kid playing third base for them, I forget his name, but god damn, he was making plays. Like He had several really good plays in the last game, game game two, um, saving runs, saving hits, and just like hot shots in the sixth hole and down the line and strong throws across it. I mean, they're going to be a tough out. I... I don't know, and like right now, currently watching game three, and they're up 5-2, bottom of the eighth, two runners on, Correa at the plate. It's just, you go down three, and unless you're the 0-4 Red Sox, you're really not coming back, so I just don't really see see the the Astros able to come back unless they can come back and win this game three, but we'll see. I will say I did take the Rays at the start of this. Mm-hmm. The Rays and the Marlins in the least watched World Series of all time. And we may be half right. <laughs> I, I, dude, the Rays are good. <laughs> the Rays are fucking good. That the Marlins would have been a fun story. They, I mean, they they look good. That Braves team is just too much offensively. The I Braves think. Braves are nasty. That would be a damn shame for Atlanta to win finally win a championship and it's bubble baseball that nobody really cares about. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing that if it's if it's your first title in a long time or first one ever, it's kind of like obviously that's sweet, but it's not the same effect as if you had all your fans there and it was the same grind of 162 games and playoffs, but um I was thinking of one thing that would be interesting for baseball cuz I know the playoffs mostly that's when they get all the viewers is once they start getting into the ALDS, NLDS and and forward. Um, I really like the wild card format, just one game, but I'd like to see them just do straight seven game series all the way through. I don't really like the five game series. I think you're kind of just splitting hairs. It should be just one game for wild card and seven through. I think it just makes it more exciting. It sets up your pitching rotations in that weird way of, do you want to do four starters or three? And it, it just comes into play more. I think it's more strategic and a little more entertaining. I don't know. I'd say I'm kind of out on that. Mm-hmm. I I like the idea of maybe if they're going to keep, because they expanded the playoffs for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're going to keep that around, I'd think maybe a 3-5-7 and then 7 for the World Series makes a lot of sense, where 
I mean, imagine you play a hundred a, a true hundred and sixty two game season, and then you're out after one game. Like you, your starter gives up four runs in the first, and you just never get anything going. And now you're just fucked, and you're out. I don't know. Baseball doesn't seem like a sport that really makes sense to be decided by one game, especially after so long. So I don't know, maybe three, five, seven, and then it's the same amount of games as if you would have went one, seven, seven, in theory. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I just like the excitement of the one game. I think it's just oh, it ends the one up being game's exciting, but it's just got to be so brutal as a fan. Not that I would know because I've never watched playoff baseball since I was <laughs> in kindergarten or first grade or whenever the fuck it was. But <laughs> two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, two thousand one. I legit remember. I was, I was talking about this the other day. I remember um, when the Mariners were playing the Yankees in, in the playoffs in 2001, and for some reason, my parents went to a parent-teacher conference, or a PTA meeting at night during one of the games, and I'm seven years old, and we, I, I distinctly remember whatever classroom that they had their meeting in had a TV, and they were watching, they had the game on in that room. The kids <laughs> were all stuck in the library, and we didn't have a TV and I was fucking pissed about it. And I was like seven years old. I was like, man, like, I think it was a Roger Clemens game where he struck out like 20 Mariners. And I'm like, why are we not, how are we not watching this right now? Um, so <laughs> sure enough, I've been 20 years down the road. And uh, exactly. Yeah. I've never seen like, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. It gets spoiled having, having a good team, getting to watch playoff baseball. I don't really get a lot of uh, playoffs in my life other than, you know, hoping for a Blazers miracle and Packers here and there, and we're fucking the Packers are in the playoffs every year. I know. What do you mean? <laughs> well, so are the Red Sox. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't get a bitch at all. <laughs> and you still have a basketball team that was in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was trying to sympathize with you. All right, just let me spew yeah, some well, bullshit. You can't. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, even if it's a lie, just let me roll. No, you don't know the struggle. You don't, I, <laughs> I was raised in this. This is all I know. Oh, the struggle. So tough. It hasn't been fun. I'll tell you that. I'm looking to find my remote so that I can turn this game on, but I came out blank. Oh, well. We'll just continue to not watch baseball this year. <laughs> so, um, going into the weekend, I guess, we had some pretty good college games. One, well, one in particular was Texas-Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. I had a little Red parlay. River shootout. Red shootout. Yeah. And that was a shootout. I had a little parlay on that one. Um, it was the second half of just a two-leg parlay, but I had UNC minus two and a half, and that one hit. They won 54-45, and then the next part was Texas money line. and that game was nuts, man. Texas was down 14 with five minutes left, came back, tied it up. They go into overtime, back and forth like overtime normally is. Lincoln Riley, he's a bum. Fucking what is his name chase ellinger he's a beast two block sam, field, sam whatever sam ellinger he's a fucking beast third quarter third overtime two block field goals you do know texas lost right yes but he's still a fucking beast you're telling me he didn't like single-handedly bring them back and keep them in that overtime that whole time he he played his ass off i'll give you that i have never really been impressed watching that guy I don't he's know, always, dude. He's a very strange quarterback to watch. He is weird. He, he reminds throws, me of Tebow. All he throws is change-ups. Yeah, he yeah, reminds I'd me agree. of Tebow. I'd agree with that. And it's exciting. He, he's never going to do anything in the NFL. I agree. But the game ended up being that fourth overtime was really not that exciting. Texas scored on one play, and then Ellinger threw a pick 
in like I think two plays. So it was an exciting game, anticlimactic, but still you can't complain with overtime. I was not happy with losing that that second half of that parlay, but at the same time, it was a good game. Um, Oklahoma, dude, they're fucking weird. No, they're they're two and two now, right? Yep. It's just been a strange college football season, and that's that's why I haven't really. I've I've been watching. I watched the majority of that game. I think I turned it on mid first quarter, and just kind of had it on, um, for the five hours that I think that game lasted four hours and forty eight minutes mm-hmm. is what I saw. Yep. So that was on the majority of my Saturday, but I just I don't know, man. It's tough to get a read on these teams. You look, yeah, Oklahoma disappointment, LSU major disappointment, Alabama. I was watching the Alabama game later that day and. I turned that on probably right around halftime, and there was a span where I think there was probably 35 points scored in over eight minutes, something like that. It was just touchdown, 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 touchdown. And I'm like, does nobody play defense anymore in college football? Does it just not exist? I mean, Alabama has given up 45 points to Ole Miss. I mean, granted, they scored 63 or something crazy, but Mm -hmm. it was back and forth. It was, I think it was tied at halftime, and then maybe 21-21 or 28-28, and then it was just like, they were just trading touchdowns. Every possession, they scored. It was just nothing. Do you think that that is because, I mean, Mike Leach, SEC now, Lane Kiffin, SEC, both offensive guys, it seems like the SEC is moving in a different direction as far as, like, games back a few years ago, they were low-scoring, defense-oriented. Now it seems like the tides kind of switched to spread offense, throw the ball, run, score a shit ton of points. It seems like, at least from my perspective, small sample size and, yeah, no crowd noise or anything, but those two seem to have transitioned pretty well into the SEC play. Like, they got more weapons. I mean, defense doesn't seem as important as it used to be. I will say Mississippi State put up a whopping two points this weekend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> two. with uh, And they threw the ball 70 times, so that's... <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know about what but that dude that's Mike Leach that's Mike Leach he'll go on the road and he'll upset LSU and then he'll go and put up two points I don't even know who they played but it's just gonna be a strange year um and I haven't really bet much at all on college football because it just seems so random um if I were to bet anything I'd probably just hammer overs um unless they're up around 70 75 80 points mm-hmm. like I, well, I mean i could just see any game just just spiraling into this touchdown fest where guys just waltz in i mean that used to just kind of be the big 12 and most of the pac 12 granted the huskies haven't given up 35 points since 2014 sneaky little snap uh stat there for you but uh thanks for that everybody else no i mean nobody else plays defense yeah it's weird it's weird it's not like guys just stopped playing defense in high school and nobody recruited any defensive players i think offense is just to that point it's just that fucking good but that over in over under was set at like 77 for the oklahoma texas game no overtime and that under hits but you go four overtimes and the over hits so it's weird it's really weird betting the over unders uh, in college, especially if you think it's going to be a close game, just because overtime can end up being that, and that seems to be the case more often than not. Where you're not playing one overtime, you're going to go two, three, or four because you're starting at the twenty-five. Everybody's tired, so you know it seems to be that that's sort of the case. The offenses are just too good to get stopped. There was a game. I think they actually changed the rule because of a game a couple. I think it was two Thanksgivings ago. 
where LSU and Texas A&M went like seven overtimes, and that game was in the 70s, but now I think they changed it, and I, I don't actually remember. I think it's after the fourth overtime they go to, maybe it's just like alternating two-point conversions. It's the third, um, after the third one. It is after the third? Yeah, okay. you got to go for two. No, well, no, no, starting in the third, that's been a rule for a long time, where if you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. That's been mm-hmm. the rule for a long time, since I can remember it, but I'm pretty sure that they changed it to where after i think it's if if that game would have gone one more overtime they just have like a single down and it's just a two-point conversion or something like that something along those lines i don't know off the top of my head but that sounds familiar yeah the college football overtimes are nuts they're fun to watch though i'm i don't complain i find it hard to believe that some of these teams don't go for two more often earlier in overtime first and second overtime why why not just go for two put the pressure on them like your offense is cooking um at least in that game Oklahoma, Texas it was, so I'm, I was surprised that nobody gave it a chance uh, to go for two and just put the game away or at least put more pressure on the other team. I'd go for two every time if I was coaching. First Honestly. Quarter, second quarter, doesn't matter. Yeah, especially the when you got... The out that it's a 50% call. It's 50-50, and if you can just say, hey, we're going to get really good at this and we're going to be above league average and say you hit 55, 60% of your two-point conversions, you're positive for the year. I would do it every time. And I'll just get good at it. Yeah, I mean, especially with these quarterbacks that can move well, you roll them out, and they can run for it or they can pass for it. You mix in a couple draws, some play action. Seems to be pretty effective. I'm going for two every time, and I'm never kicking. Yeah, going for it on fourth every single time, too. <laughs> Not every time. But... Pretty close to, you know. If you're on the you're 35 or farther up, yeah. I mean, fuck it. Especially in college football, man. I know Ole Miss tried, they tried like a sneaky little onside kick against Bama, and the announcers were criticizing him for it, and this is in the midst of the 75-point barrage where they're just trading, and they're scoring every possession, and the announcers are ripping him, and they're like, oh, I don't know if you'd want to give Alabama that kind of field position, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, if they start on the 20-yard line, they're going to score in two and a half minutes. If they start on the 50-yard line, they're going to score in a minute and a half. It doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> trying – and the kicker almost recovered it himself. It would have been a <laughs> pretty sweet play. But. Those always make me laugh, watching the kickers run <laughs> run for it and try and get it. <laughs> the little dribble onside kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite. So I guess one other thing before we get into this last Sunday football and upcoming Sunday football, I had – a while ago, I was doing some shit at my house, and I asked my girlfriend's dad who, because he, he likes NASCAR. I was like, well, who's good in NASCAR? And he's like, well, I really like Chase Elliott. I'm like, all right. Like, do you really like him, or do you just kind of like him? He's like, oh, I really like him. I think he's, you know, he's good. He, he's got a chance to win this year. I'm like, all right. This was nine months ago. I put in a bet for a future for him to win the cup. Um, and I don't know a goddamn thing about NASCAR, but I was like, don't take your word for it. You know a hell of a lot more than I do. So I just put a little bit on us plus 1,000. And uh, now the NASCAR has came back, resumed play. They're in the playoffs. There's only a few races left, and they're down to the final eight. But Chase Elliott is still alive to win. <laughs> and uh, I, I was watching briefly on Sunday... Um, I was watching football and just flipped to it because I saw that the race was going. And uh, sure enough, he won on Sunday. It's like, well, shit, this is this is looking good. And uh, I don't know anything about NASCAR, but I sure as hell am going to be a Chase Elliott fan here for the next few weeks. I don't know how much more there is to know other than you want your guy to finish first. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you, I know that there is a little bit of a technique to uh, timing the pit stops. 
my big NASCAR phase when I was like six, seven years old. What a first grade talk today. I don't know, man. I, I think it would be pretty cool. Like, I'm kind of jealous that you're you're heavily invested in a guy for a long time. You got the long play on him. And I just think watching a NASCAR race with, with something on the line like that could be pretty damn entertaining, especially coming down towards the end. You see those videos of the dudes watching watching horse racing and they're it, that's how they're it up feels. on the screen and they're <laughs> they're smacking they're smacking their own house get up get up get up get, get in that and you're watching this guy coming around turns and trying to make a pass and you don't know that could be i don't know i've been watching nascar in a long time but that's, if i had some some stakes on it like that that sounds pretty goddamn fun well that's how it felt and they were doing the god fucking road series road race whatever it is i'm sorry to all the nascar fans out there i'm totally butchering this but it was the one where they don't just go left there was actual right turns and it was yeah, really road course yeah it was super exciting to watch i was like all right if this is what nascar is going to be like i can get in on this the left turns eh, it's still exciting don't get me wrong but there's something about like actually driving, I guess, in a sense, that's just a little more exciting for me to watch. But dude, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been interesting. I've caught bits and pieces of the last few races, but as the playoffs get rolling down, I'm definitely going to be watching it more. It's it's fun, man. It's that was the attraction for me as a kid. Go karts. It's the same thing. Oh, Fucking yeah. racing is fun. So I'll give it a chance. I'd like to go to something like that eventually. And watch it live. I feel like that would be really exciting. Really? I don't. I mean, yeah. Fucking just get. It's basically fucking tailgating for six hours. That part would be fun. Agreed. But the actual action. Dude, I can I, get in on it. I can get in on it. I don't think you gotta knock it. I, I also don't think know. how fun would it be to go watch drag racing? Drag racing would be fun. That would be very fun. That's different. That's like short bursts, and you just. All right, who do you got here? And then they go, and then the race is over in eight seconds. The four hours long of a NASCAR race. And left turn. Just, We're taking yeah. another left turn. And another yeah. left turn. <laughs> Every minute and a half, you just... Like, that... I don't know, man. That that could get kind of old after a while. I don't know, dude. I Granted, I would fun. be pissed drunk. But <laughs> in uh, in on the infield or whatever they call it, and you just have your RV sit on the top, fucking just getting Much, drunk okay. as fuck. Agreed. I'd agree with that. If I if you're in the infield, agreed. If you're out in the stands with that riffraff, I don't know, dude. I think that'd be I, a fucking hoot. <laughs> oh, you'll catch me at a NASCAR event at some point, and I'll have a good old time. You're gonna have to let me know how it goes. I will, for if sure. You gotta, if you go to one, you gotta go to like the the Birmingham 600 or something, like Dude, Daytona, deep Daytona, yeah, Talladega, something like mm-hmm. that. Man, I think it'd be fun. Or um, what's that one in Connecticut? The Brickyard? No, whatever. I think that's Indiana. There's one in Connecticut. Connecticut. That, that I'm forgetting. Bristol. Bristol, that's it. Bristol used to be my favorite in the video games. The short yeah, because it's short. <laughs> Super yep. exciting. But yeah, that that concludes our NASCAR talk. We get into something that we know a little bit more about. Not not a lot, but a little bit. Um, football. More than NASCAR. Football was weird this week, man. There was a lot of big lines, and a lot of them proved to be correct. Not a lot of uh, upsets and people getting any backdoor covers or anything like that. Couple takeaways for the games that we had: the Bears 
or sorry, the Bears. Houston, Jacksonville, Hauschka missed two field goals. Kind of fucked me on that spread, even though Houston ended up scoring a touchdown late. I feel like those field goals would have really helped me. At least one of them. Um, it would have brought to a three-point score, a three point game. But that one sucked. The Browns, they're just fun. I think they're going to implode at some point, and I'm kind they of excited to. for that to happen. I just don't trust them. But they're fun. They have a good team, and uh, we'll see We'll see what happens moving forward. But for now, they're fun. Yeah, I, I can't get a good read on that team. I've been kind of shitting on them to borrow one of your puns from last week. Thank all, you. All season long because of the Browns, but they just, ever since week one, they just keep winning, man. Like, they cost me this week. I was big on the Colts, um, and that, that pretty – that, that hurt pretty good, so I don't know. I, I don't trust them enough to, to ride with them, especially against Pittsburgh this week, but... That's a tough one. Um, they're, they're sneaky. They, yeah. got, they got some dudes. Dak had a pretty awful injury. I think it's safe to say the Cowboys' season is pretty close to over. Obviously, hope, I hope he gets healthy. Um, that would look painful, and no, that you know brutal. it's never a good way to go out. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. We'll see how Andy Dalton does. That team's still solid. Uh, defense is pathetic, but that offense is cooking. And they're in the East. Anybody can win the East. I think the Eagles. The Eagles are probably going to turn it around a little bit, but the anybody can win that. And it's not going to be the well. Not anybody can win it because the Red, the Washington Football Team, and the Giants can't win it. Those teams are horrible, as we'll see this week when they face off. But the Cowboys' season's far from over. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I mean, they're see not winning them. the Super Bowl with Andy Dalton, but they could definitely make the playoffs make the playoffs and lose the first game but i mean we'll see <clears throat> the other thing 49ers they f- pissed me off i had them in a teaser and lost that's a tough one dude I-, I guess the dolphins are good i don't really know but the 49ers they gotta figure it out that was a really shitty game and side note cj bethard has a beard okay. not just a mustache glad he we clarified that so you're welcome glad we clarified that I was pretty excited to see him come in because I'm just going to say I was on fire after the 10 a.m. games, the early slate. I hit every single one, every single one of my picks, including five of the first five of my first five legs of a six leg parlay. The one afternoon game was the Niners and we know how that turned out. I, I had a little bit of a glimmer of hope going back to last week's episode when I said it was actually C.J. Beathard, not Nick Mullins that I was calling my shot on and saying he was he was the man in San Fran. Turns out there is no men in San Fran. They're all horrible, and they're a disaster. I mean, that team is decimated by injuries, and they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, you can't win. Not, not in that division. You got to be able to score. That defense isn't as good as it was last year. They were really hurting without Sherman. You could tell Fitzpatrick Bosa. was picking on Bosa that. Bosa's the big one. Yep. But Fitzpatrick was picking on that backup cornerback because Sherman wasn't in there. And we should have picked him apart with Devontae Parker. Like, what do you think Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and Jared Goff are going to do? <laughs> like, they're, they're just, they're not in good shape now. I just, I don't see them getting out of that division into the playoffs if they don't figure it out. Arizona's proven to be good. The Rams are good. We know the Seahawks are good. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's just going to be tough sledding for them. And yeah, like you're saying, Bosa not being there, that's a tough one too. He's that guy that you want on your defensive line that just comes in and is just a pain in the ass all the fucking time. Well, that guy changed their defense. I mean, he came in last year and he was just like, they went from a pretty mediocre team to the Super Bowl. Like he, I mean, granted, there was a little bit more than just Bosa, but he, he transforms that defense, that defense, and uh, they're in the shitter, which you love to see. I mean, 
fuck the Niners, but not last week. Like, I, I could have used the Niners win last week. I just had a money line, too. I just threw them in there. I already had five games on there, and I was just trying to boost up the odds a little bit, and I was like, yeah, the Niners are going to beat the Dolphins. Yeah. And then they just, they, dude, they never even had a shot. I mean, that game was never close. Yeah, I was trying to talk them up. I mean, down 14 with that team, you got to think they still got a chance. They can get a quick score, get a stop, another quick score, tie. But they just didn't have it. They really didn't. They looked bad all fucking game. And I know the Dolphins are better than they were last year, but it's still the Dolphins. They really don't. They're not a team contending for much of anything. Like that's a team you gotta win. You gotta beat. That's a win you need in that conference. You gotta get that that win there against the Dolphins at home. That was a really bad loss. But my only other takeaway from Sunday was just that I'm done betting the overs. I've hit. I hit a few in the beginning of the year, and then I had Tampa Bay on Thursday. Now one looked good. First, it was 44 and a half, 27 points in the first half. I thought it was going to be good, and the rest of the scores were field goals, and they ended at 39. So overs pissed me off. I was under the impression no fans' overs are going to be hitting, and I think I'm just bad at picking them, so I'm not going to anymore. But I don't know, it was just frustrating. I know you had the Hawks. Hawks Vikings over as well. Mm-hmm. I, however, was on the other side of that, and yeah. I, that was the best threading of the needle, that I've ever seen. Where I'm watching this game, and I think it was at the start of the fourth quarter, and I'm looking at it, and I had the under at under forty four or fifty four. Sorry, fifty four and a and half. I'm looking right? at it, no, it was fifty four, um, because I could have pushed, and so I had the under there, and starting the fourth quarter or somewhere early fourth quarter, total was at forty. I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is this is kind of a dicey spot here because if both teams trade touchdowns, that's a push. I don't like that. And then the Vikings go and they score a touchdown and I think they elected to kick a kick the PAT and it, it would have made sense for them to have gone for two because I would have put them up six. And I think I was over at my parents' house and my dad was actually asking, he was like, why didn't they go for two? And I was like, eh, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're going to make the extra point, whatever, like five points, six points, not a huge difference. And then I'm looking at it and... It does the Hawks touchdown. This, it would have made it was a huge difference for me. And I'm looking at it, and the Hawks were like I said, okay, yeah. So that put them up five. So Hawks touchdown. They have an incentive to go for two. And granted, I'm watching this as a Seahawks fan. Yes, I have money on the under, but I first and foremost just want the Hawks to win. And so first goal is a touchdown. Obviously, we all know what happened. We get the ball back, and we're driving down. And after I think it was the pass to DK. My dad actually asked me, he goes, I wonder what the over-under was on this game because he always likes to watch and see how close Vegas was. He doesn't bet or anything. And I was like, it's 54, and I've got the under. And the Hawks are going down there. And a touchdown and no point after, no two-point conversion, we get it. Sure enough, score a touchdown, Hawks take the lead, and I'm rooting against them to get the two-point conversion because there was only like 20 seconds left or something like that. And I was like, Kirk Cousins not going to get him in a field goal range. Although I'll be kicking myself if I'm rooting for him to not get this two-point conversion and then we go and lose because of a pass interference or some, something like that and I lose the bet. I was in my own head, but it ended up working out. I threaded the needle and the Hawks got the win and I hit the under. Yeah, that one was tough I because I took the points and had the over and the points were looking good the whole game. Um, it really wasn't for looking like... Yep, right. yep, plus seven. I was feeling pretty good on that one after watching the Seahawks play the Dolphins last week. So I was feeling confident, but man, the, the over-under... Shoot, even watching the first half, I mean, mm-hmm. that, was, the, that was a miserable game. The over-unders just seemed to 
I just can't, I can't seem to get it right. So I'm going to take a break from betting it. But, and for me as a fan, I don't really like to bet any unders. I don't know if I've ever bet an under in my entire life other than live in game. And that was basketball. But even then I just, I like to see scoring. I like offense. I don't really want to root for a boring game or no scores. So I kind of get suckered into those where that one, yeah, it was pretty high, but those two teams score a lot of points. So I don't know. I just frustrated. <laughs> it is what it is though. When you're uh betting, there's a reason that Vegas makes so much, so much money on those games is right there. You know, the line was good skyscrapers with their own money. So no, the only reason I bet the under was because it was pouring down rain all day here. And I know Russell really struggles throwing the football in the rain and it's just harder to score points in the rain. So I just, I don't know, looked outside my window and saw, saw the weather and made a decision that ended up paying off. So we got lucky on that one. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, you can't win them all from the random Tuesday night game. It was not really a lot to talk about other than Derrick Henry's stiff arm on Josh Norman. I, that Just crazy. Like, I don't understand how a human being can be that strong just to one arm throw a grown-ass man to the ground. Doesn't make any sense to me. But he consistently does it all the time. Titans look good. Bills didn't. Not really too worried, though. I think the Bills are good. It's kind of a boring game, to be honest with you. I wasn't really that intrigued after Tennessee started putting drives together. Josh Allen didn't really seem to have it, but I think that's just kind of, it was just one of those games. I still think the Bills are good, but yeah, I mean, a couple other things too. Today, the Jets released Le'Veon Bell. What do you think of that? Meh. Old running back, bad team. I mean, they couldn't trade him for anything, so they just cut him. I find that hard to believe that you can't get anything for Le'Veon Bell. It sounds like they were trying to shop him for like a late-round pick, and nobody would do it. I wonder if that's his salary. I don't know. He'll probably land somewhere. Then my follow-up to that was, are the Jets the worst franchise in all of sports? No. Have you ever heard of the Seattle Mariners? I I mean, at least they're competitive here. Like, sometimes. (laughs) Like, the Jets are fucking terrible. Even the butt fumble years, they were still butt cheeks. But the, the Jets made the playoffs with Mark Sanchez. I know you didn't even get my fucking joke. I said the Jets were still butt cheeks even in the butt fumble year. Ha! Come on now. That was a joke. No, it wasn't. Well, it was, but it wasn't a very good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I when people bitch about their own teams or other teams and say this is the worst team literally nobody is worse than the mariners and so i have no sympathy for anybody else i think it gets magnified though being in football versus baseball it gets magnified because they're in new york yeah but at the same time football's the sport of america let's be real like i understand baseball is america's pastime and it's very exciting when your team is good but at the same time generally speaking sports fans wise people have a football team that they like and to see someone in in football that just is dog shit like the Jets are and the thing with the Mariners is they seem to try the Jets just don't seem to get anything right like literally nothing and every single year they go in all right we're gonna get a quarterback we're gonna do this we're gonna get a new coach and literally nothing works like it's it's just pathetic and it's seems they are comically bad yeah that's what I mean is I don't see the Mariners as being like comically bad like they're not That's, good. Which is worse. Like, they're just not. <laughs> they have, like, yes. that weird sweet spot of being, like, bad to where you know they're not going to be really that good for. I mean, they had Cruz and Cano, and that was kind of promising with James Paxton, but 
at the same time kind of had low hopes just because of that division that year with the Astros most dominant but I don't know it's just I just don't have any any real hope ever thinking the Jets are going to be any kind of good that's that's the only reason why I say like that's the worst franchise other than maybe the other New York franchise like currently the Knicks they're fucking terrible too dude thank god for New York's sake that they have the Yankees who also didn't do a whole lot this year which they should have but without them I mean what do they have what do you think's more of a disappointment this season this year for the Yankees or the season this year for the Jets because you know the Jets are going to be the shitty Yankees. this year but you had the hopes Yankees, for the Yankees by right far. Yeah, because you thought far. People that in New team York are way more pissed about the Yankees. Yeah, but also, do do people really give a fuck about the Jets in New York? No, like they've they been bad. The yeah, I mean they've been bad for so long. Like fuck them. How does New York have two teams in damn near every sport, and they're all horrible except for the Yankees? Hates me, man. It's the media capital of the world. Yet all they have is the Yankees. But I mean. If you're going to only have one team, that's a pretty successful that's probably the most successful team in all sports that you can have other than maybe the Lakers or the Celtics. 27 rings. That still beats I mean the Lakers and Celtics what they're now tied with 17 I think. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what just, happens when you don't have a salary cap and you just buy the best players. Mhm. That's the way of the sport. I would prefer sports to have no salary cap if I'm to be completely honest, but it is that's a different conversation. <laughs> I don't know. That's what makes the NFL fun, though, is the fact that you can't just have, well, the, that's what makes the, the Patriots run so impressive, is that they did it in the salary cap era, where it's like everything is built for that not to happen, where it's hard to sustain success, and it's hard to keep players around and all of that, and mm-hmm. that's much more impressive than a team just spending $190 million a year, whatever they spend now in MLB. And basically just buying the best players and winning. Like doing it under a salary cap is more impressive. Because it, it takes actual... I mean, it's a balance. It's just more balanced, right? I mean, yeah, but take it back to your Mariners discussion. Why aren't they any good? There's no cap. <laughs> just fucking buy people. They still suck. Well, and they spend money, too. They spend money, too, and they still suck. Mm-hmm. They spend money, they suck. They don't spend money, they suck. It doesn't matter. I think that's just kind of the way of way of that, that sport. You know, you, you saw it with... The Dodgers right now getting Mookie Betts. He didn't sign with the Red Sox. They didn't offer him enough money. Then L.A. came around, gave him exactly what he wanted, and there she goes, off to L.A. Still might not pay off. Yeah, we'll see. I think that that's the best team left, but I don't know. They're down 0-2, so we'll see. Um, The only other thing, we were talking about this before the show, and uh, thought it would be a good topic to have as our last segment before we get into picking football, but... I guess I don't really know how to get into this, but with going out to watch games versus staying at home, the most frustrating thing going to a bar or a restaurant and trying to get the games that you want to watch on the TV, it's just, I don't really go out and watch football, especially because they're all played in the same time slot at a bar because I just have no confidence that I'll actually be able to watch the games I want to watch. (laughs) But yeah, we were talking about that before. (laughs) We were talking about that. Also, not to mention the fact that the bar clientele during a football game is, unless you have a good spot that you know, anytime I've ever watched football in a bar, it is the worst people to watch football with. Oh my gosh, I know. Like, the, the takes that you hear flying around a bar are horrible. I, I'd agree with you. I mean, I mean, 
there's nothing better than sitting on your own couch and you got whatever game you want on. You got full control of the remote, all that stuff. And you don't have to deal with the 12s. That's Yeah. <laughs> that's the normal people that you're going to find in a bar around here is 12s. And that is the worst person to watch a football game with. I think it goes across all fan bases, though. You go to a game and you get the person that doesn't really know anything other than to root when there's a positive play and to yell at the TV about a flag against your team and to get mad when the other team scores and then to say, tackle him and shit like that. That's just like general cliches that are just extra annoying when you go out in public to watch a game. It's yeah, it's just, it's so irritating. I know I was out to breakfast with some friends two weekends ago watching a little bit of the Sunday morning games and there was one gal in there that just yelling to yell um, and it's just like, you're it's it's third and five and you're on your own 30 yard line and they didn't get it and that's like the end of the fucking world like calm the fuck (laughs) down like it's gonna be okay yeah i always wonder what those people are doing during like when they watch games at home are they do they do that shit or do they actually like watch the game like a normal intelligent fan or or what but i don't know it's just so it's that shit that turns me off on the on the bar scene for watching games. I'd like to go and sit down and have a drink and eat some food and watch all the football games and have like a nice layout because it's fun to have that camaraderie and everybody's talking sports. But dude, there's a always seems to be that one fucking person and it never fails that they're around and just being a little bit extra with with watching the games and it just drives me fucking up a wall. Yeah, I'm very picky. I'm very picky with my uh, viewing preferences, especially with my own teams. Like, I can go and watch random games at the bar. Like, if a, a game's just on at the bar, that's fine. But if it's any of the local teams, like, especially my teams, the Hawks, the Huskies in particular. I mean, I'm particular with who I watch Husky games with in terms of people that I know. There's yeah, something about watching football. Football's different than, than any other sport where people can be really annoying to watch games with. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like... Like, don't get me wrong, everybody is allowed to watch games in their own way, but my god, I'll sit there and just just watch the fucking game. If you don't have anything good to root for, don't root for anything. Like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think I just get back to, I'm one to watch, I watch the games typically by myself or with a few people, and that's it. Like, I, same with you, I'm just selective. Because I just can't do it. I think part of it, I think a big part of it is the fact that really, I mean, even the majority of going up all the way to the announcers, like nobody watching football really, really understands what they're seeing. Like in terms of strategy and scheme and all this, like in a, in a big picture way, yes. Like, especially people that have watched it forever. Like we know a good amount for what we, we think we know. Right. But mm-hmm. in terms of, like X's and O's level of no how much level of depth is actually going on on the field we don't know a damn thing I mean it's yeah somebody misses a tackle or you know they drop a ball something like that yeah that's pretty that's pretty obvious to pick out but you got to think that there's there's 11 players on each side and they each have super detailed assignments on every single play and we don't know we don't know shit about what they're asked to do other than what we see, and I think, myself included, the the average football fan just oh completely overestimates how much they actually know, mm-hmm. and what they're actually seeing in their own knowledge, 
And so when you see somebody that really doesn't know what they're talking about and they're yelling and it's like, I mean, I guess, yeah, get fired up or whatever, but why are we, you're bitching about stuff that doesn't even make sense, you know, Mm -hmm. or you can't even engage in a conversation with somebody like that. It's just like, eh. I think for me too, like, I don't claim to know a whole heck of a lot about X's and O's with football or know a lot about like schemes and such in basketball or anything like that. But something I kind of can equate it to is whenever you hear, like, I guess an equivalency would be like if somebody was trying to talk to you about pitching, like both of us pitched for and into college and know pitching sequences and signs and what to do in situations and strengths and weaknesses of certain hitters that you see and tendencies and pitches to throw in certain situations and x y and z go down the list but you you hear that same thing of why did they throw a fastball there well there there's a there's a real reason of you know setting up a hitter to roll over you want to try and get a double play you need a strikeout here you're trying to induce a fly ball for for an out you gotta you know fucking go down the list of things from a baseball standpoint that you could pick and so that's kind of where i i get thrown off on the football is like man do you really know what's going on? Because I watch as somebody who's watched football for, for a little while, and I, like you are saying, I feel like I know the game relatively well, but do I know strategy and schemes? No. Will I claim to ever know that? No. Will I root for certain things? Yeah, fine. Usually it's somewhat biased, but at the same time, it's just annoying to hear that kind of shit, and I, if I can avoid it, I will. <laughs> exactly. You gotta, be, you gotta be selective with who you watch games with. Mm-hmm. That's really what it boils down to. Yep. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Um, all right, well, <laughs> long, long-winded long rant, but I feel like that was a good conversation. I guess we'll get right into some of the uh, upcoming picks and shit like that, I guess. Do you want to start with the five games we're going to pick this week, or would you like to do our parlay first? Let's go with our uh, – let's give, give them the parlay. All right, so the first one we had – is Bears at Carolina. We're going to take the money line, Carolina money line there. The spread's two and a half. We're kind of just splitting hairs and taking the game outright. Um, Carolina on that one for the money line. The next one, Jets at Miami. We're going to continue to roll that fucking train of betting against the Jets and take Miami minus eight and a half. Fourth one, or sorry, third one, um, Rams at 49ers. Banged up 49ers team. We're going to take the Rams minus three and a half and then the last one the last one's a doozy green bay tampa bay tampa bay at green bay <laughs> green bay minus two and a half <laughs> green bay minus two and a half we're gonna take Too that and the parlay i know right <laughs> free money free Lock money um i think what I we think, were getting what do we have that at wasn't it like a plus 1200 or something it was 1090 or no i think i had 1200 yep because I ended up adding a fifth one into that, so mine was two thousand nine hundred and eight. Um, I took the Browns plus three and a half because I like the Browns. But with that said, yeah, it's only going to be the yeah. So we couldn't agree on that one. The four that we could agree on were as stated: Carolina money line, Miami minus eight and a half, Rams minus three and a half, Green Bay minus two and a half. Lock it in. There's your parlay. Free money, maybe. <laughs> No, I like I like those. I think what it comes down to is, I mean, the two that we're taking that you're gonna bet against are the Jets and the 49ers. Banged up 49ers team. Jets are dog shit. No Le'Veon Bell. Who knows with that fucking team? Miami looked good against the 49ers. We're gonna go ahead and take the points because that's a big spread, but 
like we said, the Jets suck. Carolinas look good. Don't really like the points. Don't really know about the Bears. So we like that one too. For the Green Bay one, it's in Lambeau off a of bye week. A little bit biased for me. I like the Packers in every game. With that said, I Tampa Bay's pretty banged up and Green Bay's coming back healthy after a bye. So pretty safe picks in my opinion. Like I said, free money. Free money. What are the games we're picking this week? Uh, so the games we got this week, the first one's Atlanta at Minnesota. Minnesota's minus three and a half. Give me the Falcons, and we're doubling down on the fired coach effect. Uh, Dan Quinn's out in Atlanta. You called that one. Give you credit for there. Yeah, I forgot uh, to fucking mention that. But I took the Texans last week off of Bill O'Brien's firing, and now that Dan Quinn's shit-canned, I think uh, the Falcons will b- bounce back and pick it up this week. Get their first win. Before I get into that, let's just refresh the audience's memory of uh, my last two weeks. So I had the Packers to win by 14, and they won by 14. And I picked Dan Quinn to get fired last episode. Dan Quinn got fired this week. And then I had Lakers in six. Lakers won in six. So You already told them about Lakers in six. I'm going to keep going on it because I'm proud of that. Dan Quinn. I'm proud of that. You pumping up your tires and then you Hell go back yeah. and look at our pick'em record. You, you <laughs> go back and look at our pick'em record and then and then keep saying hell yeah. Whatever, man. I'm winning the projections. Um, speaking of pick'em's record, so you take in Atlanta. Your record is 13-7. and seven. Like I said last week, and I will keep saying, strong week. As long as you keep doing it, I'll keep giving you your credit. I faded you last week. I went two and three. Do it again. And you went three and two. Do it again. I'm currently sitting at ten and ten on the season with this game. Minnesota minus three and a half. I don't like the three and a half. I never I said it in previous episodes. The three and a half to six point range, I always like it freaks me out. Um there's too many cases of like weird shit happening in football that, that points just kinda get fucked up. I think this one comes down to does Julio Jones play or not? Minnesota, I don't really fucking know with them, honestly. I, they're a confusing team. I, I think I'm going to do the same as you, actually, and take Atlanta. Only because I don't like the points being at 3.5. If that was under 3, I'd probably be leaning more towards Minnesota. But I know that's kind of split in hairs. I just don't like the. I don't like that, that point range. So I'll take the points as well and take the Falcons. Uh, game two, the Washington football team at New York Giants. The Giants are minus three. I don't think this one's going to be America's game of the week. I think that's safe to say. Although, I think I'm going to go with the Giants. Um, the Redskins are not quite Jets bad, but they're pretty fucking bad. And the Giants, they're not good, but they're not that bad, I don't think. Alex Smith coming back. I wonder if he, I would assume he's going to start this week. They seem to have benched Dwayne Haskins, so. I think he threw for like 27 yards. I mean, it was Maybe fucking garbage time at the time that he came in anyways, though, so don't really take uh, that with anything. He came in the second quarter. Garbage time. It's the he fucking the Washington football team. Come on now. It's all garbage <laughs> okay. time. It's been garbage time since week two. Yes, exactly. I like Washington. No real conviction, but I like them more than the Giants. They're just a dumpster fire. Daniel Jones has small hands. They're both dumpster fires. Well, yeah. The whole game is a dumpster fire. I know. It's a dump fire. The whole dump is on fire. It's a shitty game, so fuck it. I'll take the Washington football team. Good. Next game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's minus three and a half. This is the one you didn't want to put in the parlay, so I assume I know who you're going to pick, but I'll let you share. Yeah, we're going with the Steelers. Um, the Browns have been been a little thorn in my ass for 
a few weeks running now, but uh, I just don't think it's gonna continue. I don't know. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, I was big. I was big on the Colts this week, and the Browns really just took it to him. Um, I think that's more to do with Philip Rivers being bad and me not looking at injury reports and realizing that Darius Leonard wasn't playing. But I think it's time the Browns come back down to earth. They're not. What are they four and one now? They're not five and one good. I don't really think the Steelers are that good anyway, but they're better than the Browns, so give me them and I'll weigh the points. See, that's kind of why I was expecting you to not have Cleveland in the parlay. That's exactly why I figured you were taking the taking the Steelers. I like Cleveland. I I'm gonna keep rolling with them. I don't really trust them as a team, but they've been hot. That run game's been good. Odell seems to have found his groove with Baker Mayfield. Pittsburgh's been shaky. I don't know. Like, what happened to Juju Smith-Schuster? He he didn't do much of anything. I don't know if he was hurt Dude, or Chase what. Claypool. Right? Four touchdowns. Chase Claypool. <laughs> Crazy. Out of the fucking blue. So, I don't know. I just, the, the Browns have seen to just, that running game, like I said last week or whatever week, it's strong. It's hard to stop. No Chubb has been kind of fine kareem hunt's been running the ball well i just think they're gonna hold that ball a long time i think that one too is gonna come down to that first possession if cleveland scores a touchdown they if they if they get the ball first and score a touchdown i think you're in a world of hurt they're gonna sit on that run game like crazy and you know run a couple play actions and baker is gonna throw 25 balls and they're gonna win but i just like i like the matchup more than anything and i like the points same as that that same theory of the three and a half to six is kind of sketchy so close game i would assume rivalry too uh you never know with rivalries but i don't really know i i kind of hear you i'm not sure if they're five and one good but i think that they're good enough to beat the steelers or at least make it a game that comes down to a possession or two so i'll, I'll take the points all right uh next game chiefs at buffalo buffalo or sorry chiefs are minus three and a half give me the chiefs they're going to bounce back. Um, they've actually looked pretty underwhelming in the last few weeks. I uh, was, th- this hurts, and you don't even really want to talk about it, but I was half an inch away from confirming a bet on Raiders Moneyline last week, and I didn't pull the trigger. Um, I pushed out and didn't didn't do it, and then I'm just watching that game and just kind of kicking myself because it was right there. That being said, um, the Bills looked like trash today. Granted, it was Tuesday night, but that makes it a short week for them, even though they are playing on Monday. A little bit of a short week. Weird, weird start time. 2 p.m. Pacific time on a Monday. It's Pacific time? I didn't realize it was Pacific time. So that's about 11 o'clock? Yeah, 11, 2 p.m. No, 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 no. sorry, two, 2 o'clock then Pacific time, 5 o'clock 5 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean. That's bizarre. Why are we starting a game between two of the best teams in the AFC at 2 p.m.? In the afternoon, on the West Coast. Yeah, it's what? weird. Well, Buffalo, Kansas City. I'm, Buffalo's in the East Coast time zone, and Kansas City, I'm pretty sure, is the same, if not Central. So, four o'clock and five yeah, o'clock for that fan base. A Monday night doubleheader, like run it back like you do on Week One, where you got the super late game. I don't know. Well, but. yeah, in our case, that I'm totally cool with the eight eight twenty start our time. It's fine with me. Like fucking. I don't go to bed until midnight anyways, but I, I understand for like viewing audience, if you're going to go based on like regions with Buffalo being in that game and 
I'm not really sure what the time zone is in Kansas City, but I'm assuming, I mean, it's later than Pacific time. So you're talking probably uh, four o'clock start, four or five o'clock start for them. So, I mean, that makes sense as far as like regions go. But yeah, I hear you. I wish it was later. (laughs) I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I guess I'll just watch the fourth quarter. Like I'm not going to be able to make it home in time to watch the full game. That's for sure. Right. But yeah, give me the Chiefs. All right. I'm gonna roll with my guy Josh Allen. I'll take the 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 Bills. Bills and the points. Yeah, Bills and the points. Ah, they've looked good all year. Uh, the Bills, that Until is. Until tonight. I know they didn't look good tonight. That's a tough team, dude. Tennessee, and they had some weird mistakes. That pick in the very beginning really seemed to fuck everything up, and it was a play that. The ball should have been caught, and then it got returned all the way down inside the ten. So I'm reluctantly taking the Bills, but I also am. I'm honestly kind. I'm confident in them. They seem to be a good team. Kansas City hasn't looked very good in a couple weeks, but I say that with no confidence, just because I can't. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and the rest of that fucking team is so good. So I think it's gonna be a close game. So I guess I'm taking the points because of that, and I'll take the Bills. I just I like the Bills. I guess I'm a fucking Bills mafia guy now. Bills podcast. Bills podcast. That that's a beautiful segue. Next game: Arizona at Dallas. Arizona minus two and a half. We are a Cardinals podcast. <laughs> we are a Cardinals podcast. I'm gonna keep rolling with them. They got they got back on the back on the Schneid this week with a twenty point win against the Jets, and Mondo was just about out on them. He I was, was ready to denounce the Cardinals. You did denounce the Cardinals, and then I, uh, what did what did we say? Dismissed. Sorry, you, not denounced. You, you dismissed the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I dismissed the dismissal, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking to it. Give me the Cardinals. We're laying the points. We're taking favorites all week long. I used my mulligan for the month of October to to undenounce you, them. You get a month long mulligan. Yeah, just one a month. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> it's like a one mulligan. You can have a mulligan if you want. Don't need one. Oh, my God. I'll use it on the heat. Let me refresh your memory. Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard. (laughs) Okay. Jimmy G. I'll use my Nick Mulligans. (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. The Nick Mulligans mulligan. (laughs) Oh, shit. So that's what we got for this week. Um, Good games this week, actually. Oh, yeah. Fucking Arizona. Cardinals podcast. I'll take the Cardinals. Okay. Oh, you're back on? Okay. Fuck yeah. Mulligan, cool. come on now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome aboard. One other one that I do like flipping through, and I'm still going to do I've done it the last couple episodes, and I'm going to keep that shit rolling. As far as the fucking total points, the over-unders, Bears, Panthers, 44 and a half. Give me the over. You're taking the over? I yeah, I like that. you were out on the overs. Yeah, but I'm, I'm back in. Fuck it. Give me the over. <laughs> just like that huh? yep exactly you're a goddamn degenerate <laughs> well i think that's about uh wraps us up for episode five we're getting some shit sorted out social media wise and email wise so that way we'll have ways for you guys to get a hold of us moving forward we'll have some more updates next week as far as that goes but um, i promise i promise that we will we'll be back again next thursday thursday morning as usual with some more picks for week Primarily. seven, more reviews from week six, and uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Have a good night. Gamble responsibly, folks. <laughs>